Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind House Ball Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalize normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. Hello, Vinny. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm good today. I'm good. I've just got up. Uh, um, I had a good night's sleep last night, which was better than the night before. I got a terrible night's sleep, so I feel great. I feel okay. awesome. Good. Yeah, and great. just for the benefit of the people who are listening, this actually took about, how long would you say it took us to press record on the, <laughs> on the recording just then? I don't know why, but I just got... <laughs> I just got so nervous about pressing record. Like I do literally Instagram lives, calls over Facebook, calls over Zoom all day, every day. And I don't know why this made me so nervous, but I um, just wanted to share that just a little bit of realness. Um, okay. So Vinny, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm, my name is Vinny, uh, Vinny Goff from Dublin, Ireland. I'm a PT and I'm at the moment I'm doing all online training obviously with the with the restrictions and quarantine and everything but um it's actually been really good and um it's kind of allowed me to focus on a lot of other things um and also uh take control of my I suppose mental health as well um so yeah so that's basically me in a nutshell okay cool and first question are you okay yeah, I'm good. I'm good today. I'm good. That's I'm good. good after that little laughing spirit there. I'm definitely good. So that helps. Yeah. What even was that? Oh, God. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you are okay. Um, so the reason why I invited you on the podcast is because obviously um, I'm aware of your sort of experiences that you've been through in like your recent or not so recent years throughout your um, time throughout your 20s and I really wanted to hold this space and allow you to sort of just share your experiences with mental health and just share your your past really in the hopes that if anybody's listening who can relate to give them a little mm. bit of hope and maybe a little bit of guidance too so yeah. <clears throat> I'd love to hear a little bit more about your challenges and what you were faced in terms of your mental health um, in let's say the past five to ten years. Um, so the past five to ten years, I suppose that I would have been. Um, so I would have been twenty-five, you know. Um, and I think for a lot of guys, um, you know, I, I think with guys, we all, like girls. We have issues around how we feel about ourselves, how we look, you know. But it's ten. We tend to kind of brush under the table. We tend not to really vocalise it too much. Um, which I suppose leads to guys being, you know, you know, quite unhappy in themselves and really not, not, not feeling too, you know, not, not being able to tell anyone. And um, with me, I would have been, I suppose, you know, I would have been, you know, doing bodybuilding shows at that time um, or about to get into them, you know, I would have been training excessively and, you know, I would have been starting off as a PT. So I suppose I would have had that misconception where I thought, oh, you have to be shredded to be a PT and all the, all that kind of little pressures and, you know, the pressures of going out, you know, to nightclubs and then having to be a certain person because in your mind you think that that's what you need to be in order to get, um, you know, attention off girls or in order to get, 
you know, for people to look up to you or your peers to think you're funny and things like that. So there's a lot of those little pressures um, that you're kind of just discovering, or, you know, in your 20s. And I suppose I, you know, I would have always, my go-to thing when I would have ever felt any sort of insecurities or any, um, uh, you know, um, anxieties or anything like that would have always been alcohol, mm-hmm. you know. And then I guess when... Um, you know, when I think it was about 19 when I took my first ecstasy tablet. And then it was, you know, the, the, the whole world opened up to me, all those little fears, all those anxieties, all that pressure, all the, you know, when you're going into a group of people, you know, going, okay, how do I act here? How do I act here? How do I, it was all just gone, you know, and all that stress and everything was just taken away. And obviously, um, that's, you know, when you're that age, that's going to be amazing. So I, I would have, you know, so that's when I got into drinking it and, and, and using kind of cocaine and ecstasy quite, quite heavily. You know, I would have, would have remained doing that for 10 years to cope with those, with those challenges and stuff like that, you know. But then obviously after 10 years of, of, of using and, and being in that lifestyle, it just meant that I was kind of unable to cope with life really. Like, you know, unable to cope with problems that might happen or anxieties or any sort of uncomfortable feeling that you might have such as like a breakup in a relationship or you know bereavement or whatever you know I couldn't really cope with it because it would always be turned into alcohol and drugs so so yeah I don't know if that answers your question or not yeah no it does and thank you so much for sharing that as well Um, I'm sure so many people can relate to that in the sense that um growing up I think a lot of us did just um stop feeling the emotions that would come up through just purely growing up and going through life we would we would cover or mask those emotions with alcohol or with drugs um because we're not really taught how to how to feel the emotion and we there's such a stigma behind like you said earlier especially with guys that you know you you there's so much pressure to not be in anything other than a positive or like you know macho or whatever yeah. there's so much pressure on on all of us and I think um yeah I can totally relate to that when you where you said that you would you didn't know how to express it so you would just mask that with alcohol yeah. um how would you say that impacted your mental health oh, oh massively oh like hugely massively I mean okay so okay well for starters things that you were supposed to um so I, I went to an old boy school and then I went to a, a, an all boys boarding school. So I never really saw, saw females, you know? And so as soon as you go to, then after school, you go to like discos or whatever, and you're, you know, socializing with girls and things like that. I would have not really have known, I, I, this is the first time I've ever really been around them. So yeah. uh, what do I do? Instead of learning normal social skills, I'm getting, you know, getting drunk and, or, or I'm getting out of my head. And then that's then allowing me to, you know, bring out my social skills. But what happens when you don't have that drink or a drug? Well, I mean, you're unable to cope, you know? And so like years of that and also then years of taking something, so, you know, that's obviously with, with, with cocaine, it will be dopamine hit. You're getting these massive dopamine highs. And then of course, inevitably, you're getting a dopamine low, yeah. which can last four days. Like So you go through years of that. And even like, you know, if you do that for, I mean, if you go on a two week holiday, you know, like a lad's holiday that we would have gone on years ago, you come back from like 
two weeks in a beat or whatever. I mean, you're in bits for, for about a month afterwards. Like, just because there's no dopamine there at all, you know? So that's obviously going to have a, men, uh, a huge impact on how you feel and how you view the world, you know, and how you view yourself. And also physically, like you feel it physically. So your mental health we we definitely need to move away from the thought process of mental health being separate to physical health because it's not yeah. if you're not in a great place mentally whether that's because you're on a calm down or whether it's because you're on a hangover whatever you feel yeah. it in your body you can feel it in your back or in your stomach or in like you know in your shoulders you feel that that energy and even even in your chest to the point where people will wake up breathless after a night out because that you know they can't breathe and it affects us yeah. It really affects us in so many different ways. Um, mm. Okay. So what do you think was the key thing for you to overcome that time of your life? The, the key thing to overcome that time of my life, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I feel that I've really only overcome it in the, la in the last like two and a half years to three years, to be honest. Um, and, and, and to be honest, so the, the key thing in overcoming that was giving it up, you yeah. know? Um, was actually giving it up because I think before that you're just constantly you're you're just in, in your mind because you're feeling so unhappy and so low about yourself you know I guess and you can you 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 only you only realize this when you stopped like drinking and, and, and using I guess because you're you're constantly saying okay if I do this if I win this show I'm going to be happy then or if I get this girl I'm going to be happy then or if I get a little bit more money, then I'm going to be happier if I buy these runners or if I buy, and there's always something. It is, it is never, ever, ever, ever enough, yeah, you know, never. and it's never enough. And it just may, and even when you get those little goals or that you think are goals, it just makes you feel worse, you know, because you keep, it just kind of makes you realize that actually what you thought was going to make you happy actually doesn't. And it's actually, you know, you're just not happy. Yeah. And I think, um, so kind of you realize that, but, but I never really did. So obviously giving up alcohol and giving up drugs and, and I, even that lifestyle, you know, of constantly needing um, reassurance and validation and stuff like that. Like, um, even though I can't realize we all do to some extent, but like back then it was, that was, you know, that was my source of happiness was from that was external, you know? So realizing that that's not important, I suppose, to help me, you know? Mm. I think it's something which um, our generation, especially people, you know, who grew up and then it was sort of early teens where we were introduced to social media. Um, yeah. That kind of, our generation of, of um, people don't necessarily know, and I'm being very generalising here, a whole mm. generation of people, but what I'm saying is I think that we don't. We weren't taught where to how to find happiness within ourselves. Mm. Um, I think because of who you know the age bracket of our parents, and obviously this is it, this is just what they were taught when they were growing up. But it's like they, our parents, have had an idea of what we should be doing with our lives, and then that sort of got passed down to us. And then we were sort of living these lives, like you know, go to uni, get a job, do this, do that, and we're never actually told to try and find happiness within ourselves. It's always external. I know that, um, you know, even through school and even through people that I looked up to when I was younger, it was never like, what makes you happy? What do you want to do to, for you to be happy? It was always like, get the job, you know, 
um, do all the all of these things that are external but don't actually help towards your own happiness and yeah. so what would you say to somebody who is trying to find what makes them happy well i think you need to first of all i suppose obviously what everyone says you need to kind of listen to your heart and go okay what makes me happy you know but it's easier said than done i think to be honest with you by just getting out there you know like i think you, you strike me as being someone who you know is extremely sociable and, and gets out there and talks to lots of people and you know whereas sometimes people aren't you know what i mean and they and they kind of they, they're they, they're they're reluctant to do those things mm-hmm. but i i think what what really helps them to kind of find out who they are and what they like in life is by getting out and just doing lots of different things like you know trying random stuff like you know just going like all these different things talking to loads of different people doing all these different things and then eventually they'll kind of start to realize what is it that they want to do like you know yeah Um, i think not to kind of solely stick to what you know the extracurriculum activities are in school you know like i mean just load just do loads of stuff yeah absolutely um i totally agree with you and i can i i can relate to being in situations and feeling like you don't fit in in that situation mm-hmm. and i totally can understand why people who are in something let's say they're in a job or they're in an environment mm-hmm. where they feel like they're just not fitting in and they're not clicking in that environment mm-hmm. i can get why that would be really overwhelming for somebody and feel like mm-hmm. you know oh my god like i, I I don't fit in here and um, I, I can understand why that can cause um, lots of like inner conflict as well um, but if anybody who is listening and can relate to that at all there's so many other things out there beyond that environment that you're in you know you can change your workplace you can change your friendship circle you can change who you hang out with you can change so many things um, I was talking about this earlier this week, but there's no situation that can that, that's like stuck. There's no situation at all in the world that is stuck. You have mm. the ability to change anything. And um, yeah, if you are in a situation, I suppose, where you feel like you're just not fitting in, just know that there's definitely somewhere, there's a tribe, there's like a group, there's a job where you will literally fit in perfectly. And another thing which I would highly, highly advise is that if you can't find it, make it, create it, make that space for yourself to just be a hundred percent, you know, in alignment and just doing what you want to do. You shouldn't have to change to fit in around everyone else. Mm. That's, that's so, that's so true, isn't it? Like mm. being able to just be yourself, like it's, it's actually going to lead you is actually make, makes, of course you're going to be happy when you can just be yourself. Yeah. You know, exactly and so many of us will just try and adapt to fit into like our environment but that's not how it should be Mm. and that's how we lead to like long-term mental health issues because we're constantly thinking about you know why don't i fit in or why don't these people like me or like la 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 la. what's that saying go go where you're go where you're celebrated not tolerated that's a good one i haven't heard that before write that down write that down guys um okay um, we are going off track with the questions. Um, okay, so looking back on your time when you were early 20s, you experienced your addiction. How do you feel about that situation now? Um, 
Oh, like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah, you, you do, like, obviously every everything that happens, you know, I, I like to believe there's a reason for it. But of course, you're going to look back and go, well, it's wasted a lot of time, you know, worrying about things I didn't need to be worrying about, worrying about, like, so concerned about people's, you know, views of me and thinking. And then you also become extremely, you know, you think everyone cares a lot about you, but where they don't, like, people don't really give a shit, really, you know, what you're doing, like. Yeah, um, they might say it in passing, but that's kind of it, you know. Um, but you know, in your mind, you're fucking everyone's thinking about you, you know, which obviously isn't true. So, I guess you know, yeah, I look back on it. Obviously, I look back on it. You know, there was some good times, of course. There was probably in the early twenties. You know, I went to I went to Australia and spent two years there, and sure, that was just crazy. Like, you know, I can remember even looking at that photo of Kudji, do you know what I mean? And so many memories come back. Like, really good memories, though, you know? Not, like, bad memories. Like, there were some amazing... Like, I had some of them... I, I remember working in Miljora to get my second year visa. And I, I had a job. Uh, so I got one of the good jobs in the grape farm. So we were on the back of a, tra- a tractor <laughs> picking up boxes of grapes. And um, when your man, the farmer, was saying he used to let us go drive the tractor around sometimes. But I remember uh, just lying in the back of the, tra- of the trailer just looking up the sky in the middle of nowhere, like you know, with all these vines and stuff everywhere in the middle of Australia, like with all these everyone foreign and stuff. Yeah. And just going, I think this is actually the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm so, and I can, I can remember lying back going, I'm so happy right now. Just, Uh, you know, yeah, it was unbelievable, like really nice memories of the place. Um, But anyway, but yeah, like, so obviously good memories, but uh, you know, towards the end, really hard, you know, bad memories, um, you know, and a lot of kind of regret. Um, a lot of you know I'm still quite embarrassed about a lot of the things I've done and you know uh, I suppose you know um, I feel a bit ashamed of some of the stuff I've done you know but I suppose just kind of realising and accepting that what you did and just trying to move on with, on with your life you know and just be happy that that madness I guess is, is over you know yeah hopefully like if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is currently facing similar challenges, what would it be? As in somebody who's kind of, you know, drinking too much or... Yeah. And then um, suffering yeah. a consequence of that. So obviously, what I would imagine they kind of see that there isn't really... They know that there's a problem and they need to sort it out. But they, I guess they're looking into the future and they don't see there actually being a future without drink or they like a bit not being able to go on a you know on a night out and get drunk every weekend or use and it's kind of all they know so the first thing i i, w- I would say to them is whatever you you think you know you don't there's so much out there you know so there's a like a completely different world that's such a tiny small part of life and what they think is everything it isn't you know it's not the whole world isn't that and yeah. that realizing that life does get better that gets much, much, much better. And, um, you know, if they, if they can just drink, you know, stop drinking and, and stop using, you know, and, and the first thing obviously to turn around and say, okay, I'm never going to drink again or I'm never going to use again is kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a bit scary. Like that's tough. You need to do it. Like the same thing, you know, if you're bringing on someone on a weight loss journey, you go, okay, you can't just go, okay, you know, get lean. You've got to, you know, it's not in small stages, you know, so you make small attainable goals. So obviously the first thing is just to try and, you know, get away from the people that are kind of in your life that are making you, you know, that are triggering that in your, in your, in your life, you know, get, 
wanting you to go out. So get away from them, you know, try and distance yourself from those people. And then, I mean, we, as guys, we always think it's so bad to actually look, you know, reach out and seek help, but it's not, you know, everybody needs help. Everybody does. You know, if you're playing on a rugby team, you need a coach. If you're, you know, studying for an exam, there's lectures. Like, I mean, everybody's, we all need help. It's the same thing when we're struggling, you know, with mental health or we're struggling with, and you know, drug addiction and wanting to change your lives, you need help. That's why you reach out and you talk to people who can help you, mm-hmm. you know, because it's too hard to do it on your own. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I would never, ever be, I've been able to do it on my own. No way. Like, you know, it's too hard. So you definitely need to reach out and, and, and get help, like for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that as well, because I think that we, there's so many people who can be so proud and, and feel like, you know, they're bothering people or they're hassling or um, they can't ask for help. And, and I experience this all the time and um, all the time with, with people who I speak with. But there's people out there who have been working their entire lives to help people like you. Like that's that's the mm-hmm. end of it. Like there's somebody out there who knows your situation in and out, has all the tools, has, has all the tips all the techniques to help you move from whatever situation you're in to a resourceful situation and to help you through it. So don't be too proud to ask because that's the reason why these professionals are there and ready waiting and they're literally waiting for you to contact them. Mm. Um, so, so important to reach out if you need some help. Um, okay. So what does your current life look like and what does the future look like for you? Um, well, the current life at the moment is obviously with the, all the, the restrictions and everything is just working from home, you know, which to be honest, at the start, I was going, oh, what am I going to do? I can't coach people face to face. And then, you know, as, as the time's gone on, it's, you know, opened up so many more doors. And I, and yeah. to be honest, I'm getting better clients or getting better results with my clients. Clients prefer it because they don't have to go commute to the gym and back. So <laughs> at the moment, you know, it's, it's great. And of course... I don't have to worry about, you know, getting back to open the, you know, walk the dog or anything because I'm here all the time. So, um, yeah, so at, currently I'm doing all online coaching and yeah. I'm training. I'm not so much focused on always having to be in the gym to train. I have a set of dumbbells and kettlebells and I'm doing a lot of training at home mm-hmm. and kind of getting my steps up. So instead of I suppose, sitting on a treadmill, I'm, I'm getting my steps up, walking outside spending more time with my, my little puppy Simba and, uh, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of catching up with people, I guess as well. And, you know, making changes in, into, I suppose my business, the way I run things and kind of realizing through the help of other people and like yourself and what it is that I really want to do, you know, um, which which has been massive like so i mean of the positives that there's been so many positives to come out of this yeah you know yeah quarantine and covid situation and you know so in the future i guess i would like to obviously help a lot more people online but i would also like to focus more so on not only just them losing weight or you know how they would because before it was all about lose body fat get jacked get lean whatever it is you know but it isn't really helping someone in the long run. It isn't really changing how they feel about themselves. And so I would really like to focus on that as well, you know, and I suppose helping people feel a little bit better about themselves to get to the root of the problem, why they feel so, 
not great about themselves and maybe to kind of steer them from a life of addiction or maybe they're going down a path they don't want to go down like drinking too much and partying and I suppose making them you know trying to get them to see that there's a better life out there so not only changing I suppose how, how they look but also I suppose how they feel as well and their lifestyle you know? amazing I absolutely love how how it's gone from you having all of these experiences and all of these negative things that have happened to you and then turn into such a positive and that you now want to help other people move past this stage in your life. And we've talked about this before, um, mm. you know, just me and you, but it's, it's the fact that you now have the, the ability to show people, you know, these are the old habits. This is what happened to me. Don't mm. take it this far. Don't get yourself to this stage. Let me help you move past it. And mm. I just love that. Um, you know, I'm a huge believer of everything happens for a reason. If you hadn't experienced that to the extent that you did um, those years ago, you wouldn't be in this position. You wouldn't be able to have this conversation with me even now because, you know, you haven't experienced it. So it's an amazing way of how we've, you've turned such a negative part of your life into such a positive. Yeah. It is. It's mad. I was actually thinking about this the, the other day. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think we're all spiritual to some extent, you know, depending on what your beliefs are or whatever, you know. But I think kind of a lot of people at this point in time are, are kind of accepted there is, you know, you know, something out there. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's whatever with God or whatever you think. But when I look back on all the times that all the, 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 the things that I've experienced, you know, gone through, like, and so when I look back on some of the things that I did and the near death, you know, accidents, like, you know, nearly crashing my car. And I can remember all these mad things. I'm like, I won't say them obviously on this, like, but then you think, how am I still here? Like, that's just mad, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously that the reason I've kind of come to think that the reason that I'm still here is, is maybe to sort of help people to actually help a lot of other guys who are getting that way to actually stop them from doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to go through that for you to be mm. able to help others. Mm. Yeah. But it's mad, yeah. Crazy. Amazing. So, yeah, I, I think that, like... Where can people find you? Um, so they can find me on my Instagram, which is just Vinny Goff underscore fitness that's probably the easiest thing to to get me on yeah and you've got new programs coming up you've got a new website launching and um i will make sure that i tag all of that in the description um so if anybody does relate to this podcast at all this conversation that myself and Vinny have had um please reach out to Vinny. all of his coaching is online so it doesn't matter where you are in the world he can help um any last words to round off no, just uh, obviously thanks so much for doing this. Thanks so much for, I guess, reaching out as well. It's been, um, it's it's amazing that kind of, you know, to meet other people in the industry or, you know, people who are in the industry of helping other people. Um, yeah. You know, it's just really, and it's obviously great to, you know, you're you're obviously very good at what you do, you know. And mm-hmm. you've, got, you're, you've got an amazing ability to actually take something out of someone of what they really feel about themselves or what they really want to do and take that out of them you know, and make them actually see it and verbalize it. So that's, that's an amazing skill, you know, that's, that's a really good time. But, um, I know, and I guess, yeah, just thanks for, um, yeah, just thanks for, for everyone for listening and, and yeah, and let's get happy.
let's get happy perfect words to end well thank you so much for coming on the show the show the podcast and i will speak to you all soon thank you so much for joining us on our are you okay campaign and i really hope this conversation helps you realize that nothing is out of your reach if you feel like you are struggling right now please reach out to a friend family member or medical professional to seek help i promise there are so many people waiting for your phone call if this was helpful please reshare on your socials and tag at mindhouse school and don't forget to leave us a review